Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey, Krista. Hey, Catherine. How are ya? I'm good. How are Hello. you? I'm good. Thank good. you. We very much hope you're well today. We're having a rainy, beautiful winter day that didn't turn into a disaster that I know. we thought it might. So we're really, really happy. Happy for the rainfall. Happy for the rain, because we don't get much in California anymore. We some dry people we here. We're going in a little dried out. And we mean, no, we don't mean that. But we mean it in the, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like we get a little dried out sounds a little like we wouldn't want to say that about ourselves. Because you're referencing a vagina dried out? I could have been. <laughs> Apparently have now problem. we're going to call it, I do not ha- <laughs> Are you ins- what are you insinuating? That's why I said we're not having that problem. Well, I've yeah. Well, I guess I've never asked you the <laughs> levels of your <laughs> vagina. Okay, okay. So what we're saying is we have not abandoned our personal juiciness, <laughs> but outside around us in California, it's been pretty dry. So we love rain, and we're happy to have it. We love to be wet. And <laughs> thank you, Krista. We love to be wet. So how do you do that, Catherine? I was pretty sure I wasn't going to get away without answering that question today. <laughs> but why? I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I get a little shy, even though I'm on a podcast about all this crazy. <laughs> I would say that my favorite thing is sensuality. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I would also say that I feel like if a man approaches me with a lot of sensuality and understands that about me, I really have, referencing our last week's podcast, Mm -hmm. I have much more of an ability to open. Right. So if the evening progresses in a way where there's a lot of sort of sensual kinds of factors, then, or the evening or the day or whatever, and they don't have, I'm not talking about expensive things, you know, I'm just talking about any way in which my senses get heightened. It's, I have a really much bigger experience of even being alive. And then when I connect to that feeling of being alive with a man in the room, because I have so much sexual energy in my body, that that's that's irresistible. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's irresistible. Although, don't try it. Who? Who are you talking to? I'm just kidding. Well, definitely not you. <laughs> Don't try it. Well, it's funny because you always use that word sensual, and every time you use it, I'm like, uh, I like cringe I know. You're her, you should see her face. I don't guys. know why I do that, too, because like with what you were just talking about, of course, there are times when the mood is right and certain the stage has been set in a certain way that is conducive to romance, and I enjoy that, and, and it obviously opens me in a certain way. But for some reason, I don't think I've connected those two ideas in it being like a conscious decision to bring sensuality into my life. Right. Like, you know what I would say, Krista, for me, eating an amazing dinner in a beautiful restaurant is a sensual experience for me. Okay. Like, 
with, you know, like red curtains and velvet, you know, like things like mm. that are really like an incredibly beautiful place. Like uh, all of a sudden Europe is in my head, but these beautiful oh, places, tell. <laughs> all these beautiful places in Europe. And also, I guess I was thinking of a place in Egypt, actually, but where the mood and the evening, and you know, those magical evenings where like the temperature's perfect and the breeze is perfect and the smells are perfect and you just come together and it's sensual, no matter if there's someone to express it with or not. Right. That, that, sensuality in me is what burns the fire, I guess I would say, of what then turns into sexuality, which is the expression of that, right? Well, because that- to me, it sounds like a very feminine quality to use the word sensual. And I think maybe that's why I resist it, because my pattern has been to hold more of a masculine energy throughout my life. And I'm working on it and I'm changing (laughs) and I'm opening to the side of myself. So that's probably why when you say the word sensual, I kind of cringe a bit because I know that that's where I'm working at. That's what I'm opening to. This is so great because I'm sure we have listeners that are men and women Mm -hmm. on both sides of this that, you know, sensuality is super comfortable. So for me, this really funny, you said this to me the other day, just randomly, but when I go to a dance place, where I get to move my body any way I want to any kind of music, I'm in heaven. I'm like my arms all over the place and above my head and down around, and I just feel my body coming You're alive. So Ojai, I'm so <laughs> that did not come from Ojai. Um, it just looked like it. If you could have seen her arms, they were doing like the whole hippie goddess um, goddess dance. Oh well, I have the hippie goddess dance inside me. But yes. what it really is is to, for me, it's the actual rooted to the earth that mm. my sex, my sexuality, but my sensuality and my spirituality comes from the earth too for me. So there's sort of like a sense of maybe a hidden paganism inside me, even mm. though I really relate to other forms of religion. Like mine is a universal spirituality. So I take whatever I can. And I love like far Eastern, like India, like really, I think I'm a, I think I'm a small Indian woman. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw me, you'd know that's not true. But I have this very... Um, how shall we say, Krista, waspy exterior. Mm -hmm. So I think it confuses people that I'm as sensual as I am Mm. because um, I don't actually look like the people who are super sensual and who are doing the hippie goddess thing. And yet it's inside me and it expresses itself and people are like, oh. And I literally run from those type of experiences. I think that's why we were talking about the other day because you were like, well, and I want to have this retreat and I want to oh, do, do, I want to have this drum circle and the fire and the dancing beach and, and the, the beach fire. And, and I was just like, oh, fuck, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> and you were like, why? And I was like, oh, my God, I just can't stand those type of things. And you, oh, you know where I think it's from? What? When I was growing up in Virginia and Virgin, Virginia, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had HBO, but it was like, I don't know, there were all kinds of codes. We couldn't really watch it that often. But one night I got into it and they had one of those like real sex episodes. I don't know if you ever remember those. No, no. Lived overseas. Missed all that. Okay. So um, they would have these real sex things. And I think one of the episodes was filmed in Ojai and they had, no. they had taken a bunch of men out into the woods and done one of those kind of retreats, you oh. know, where they're all naked and dancing around and tapping into their or- sensuality. <laughs> and I was, I was probably, I don't know, 18. I was so horrified and uptight and 
that's what stuck in my mind is like <laughs> drum circles and dancing and everything. And now living in Ohio, it's like, oh yeah, everybody's doing it. And it's not a big deal. But I think that memory back then wow. when I wasn't prepared for it or yeah. didn't really understand it, it like stuck in my head. Well, I think things we don't know can spook us, right? Like, mm. I mean, I'm not sure that if I suddenly watched when I was 18, a bunch of men half naked beating drums and painting on themselves <laughs> and dancing around the woods, that I would have been all, that looks cool. I think I might have been like, ah, that looks really scary. I don't know what, I don't know how to, how to control that is. And I think, and, one and it of, was, let me be clear, it wasn't a sexual show like that. No. The whole point of the episode was, to, you know, showing different exercises and experience to help men open up to that side of them to free themselves to their sexual up. side to their sexual sensual just more open more open, probably more. more feminine side yeah 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 probably really true and they mm -hmm. probably were doing it with only men mm -hmm. because women would freak out if they saw them doing it so then they put it on tv for everyone to see so it is a funny conversation because both Chris and I have this really strong sexual energy that we've had our whole lives, and whether we liked it or not, it's just there. And we've learned how to have fun with it and enjoy it and, I don't know, what would you say, harness it to some degree mm -hmm. so that it's actually giving to us rather than taking from us. And we had to fall in love with that part of ourselves first, I believe. And in Krista, it She's got much more of a directional, as she said, orientation to it. And so learning this piece of, of the sensual, the sensual, the more circular, the more I'm I think moving actually, my body because I'm trying to yeah. say words that aren't coming. But well, I don't even tell us more about think that. I ever understood the difference really between sexual and sensual. Mm. And I think my first experience with and it was on the beach. <laughs> No, but it was no fire outside, but there was a fire inside. And and actually that was a very sensual experience for sure, but that um the opening to my sensual side happened over the summer. So I have a very mm. clear moment where I know I shifted where oh, interesting. because I think I've always been more in the masculine role uh -huh. sexually, even if I'm like in a really beautiful, sexy outfit that's very feminine, I would feel more in power when I'm, I'm not talking dominatrix, Catherine. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I was wondering over here, but I actually think, Krista, that one of the things you're talking about is releasing control. In When we've talked about your relationships yes. in the past, you said you were always the aggressor. You were always the one that went and picked the guy and said, I'm the you're my guy. And then he came with you because you're beautiful and you're sexual. And he was like, hell yes, I'll right. be your guy. And that didn't leave space for me to be feminine, you to be receptive. Right. So then this summer with golden eyes, it uh, ah, ah, <laughs> Rico Suave this summer, come on. Okay. Oh, now he's, now he's golden eyes, yes. but we gotta, we gotta be okay. crystal so clear here. He, was probably because he's so in his masculine in a lot of ways, I was able to, or almost had to be in my feminine mm. in a way. And, but what I really appreciated about my first experiences with him is that he created a lot of environment and a lot of sensuality. sensuality. Yes. So tell us about that. What did it look like? Um, oh my God. I'm going to start I turning around. Right. Candles, 
soft I, yeah. sheets. Well, of course, the soft sheets, the silk the candles. I, I'm not going to go into like what he was Flavored wearing. condoms. <laughs> You're Gross. not going to. Oh, now I have to know what he was wearing. Are you kidding? You me? know, you know, it was really interesting. Oh what? God, he'd probably kill you if I said this, but because it's not around anymore. But um, he had like a red light bulb. Ooh. And what I have to say about it is that, do you know why um, in strip clubs they have a red light bulb? Or like they always dance under red? I do not. Please share. Well, maybe this is just like a, a old wives tale. but Urban legend. Or, yeah, I shouldn't say That's old fine. wives tale. I don't think they were talking about this in the olden <laughs> the days. The old wives were all dancing under red lights. Yeah, well, I think the urban legend. Sensuous that, women in the olden days. Well, they were, but they weren't talking about it necessarily publicly. They might not have had a red light bulb. Right. Because they <laughs> didn't have Thomas light bulbs. <laughs> they had fire. Big campfire. Cave fire. <sighs> so the red light bulb, the urban legend is, is that because your cellulite doesn't show up as much when you're dancing around on the pole, because the red light, I don't know, it just makes the well, body and the Well, if it's pitch shadow. dark with just one light, no matter what color it is, I'm thinking it, it's better. Yes, but I, apparently the red really makes you feel sexy. And well, I, Christy is throwing her hair around all over the place and wiggling in her chair. So I'm pretty sure this sensuality conversation is actually working its magic. Yes, so... Every guy out there should go um, buy red light bulbs. Maybe we'll put them on our website and try to get a cut of it from Amazon if the sales spike. will just say, holy fuck on it. <laughs> holy fuck light bulbs. Can you imagine? What we're going to ask all our listeners to do is go around the world and replace light bulbs with red holy fuck holy light, bulb. light bulbs. Wouldn't that be funny. hilarious? I so think, back well, I think to the our red, sens- just like your red curtains, yes. I think just the red lighting, it gives this element of taking you out of your typical environment. So, like, if you go to bed every single night in the same bed with the same sheets and the same pillows, and then you get in there with your lover and nothing changes in the environment, then it's just this sterile environment that you get into. If your lover puts the candles out, there's fresh sheets, there's a nice, beautiful red light bulb, and the environment that you walk into all of a sudden feels new. It's almost like going on vacation in a way. It's really sweet. And it's also going on vacation from our brains. That um, That's As I'm women, one of the things that we can always talk about is how much self-judgment we have. The first thing about red light you're telling us is cellulite. <laughs> if you should see Krista, I haven't seen a lot of cellulite on her, but that's always in our mind. And when we feel like we look sexy or we feel, feel like our man thinks we look sexy or are sexy, we will give you so much more of who we are. If we feel like the lights are too bright and every flaw of our body is showing, it is going to be really hard for us to give fully. So setting an environment even for us to do, if he's coming to my house, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, if he's coming to my house, then I can be responsible for it. And in my bedroom, because sensuality is so important to me, I have quite a, an arrangement of. <laughs> oh, do tell. Uh, well, oh, I have red have? curtains. Okay. And I have. I do not have red lights. Um, <laughs> but I have. I have um, a large cheetah on my bed for the feminine <laughs> evocation, and everyone loves it. And I have been told. I just want you to know, on great authority, that I have the best bedroom. Ever. Nice. So just want you to know that. But it has like satiny curtains and golds and reds. And for me, when I go into my bedroom, it's my sanctuary. And Mm -hmm. so it's for me when I'm single, as I am right now, as we've been talking about. (laughs) Krista's been talking about that with me. But as I'm single, it's 
it really warms me up. It gives me a space to feel my own womanhood, my own feminine, to be in this place that really feeds me. And I have lampshades that are gold and red and curtains, and it just all kind of works together. Mm-hmm. And, and I take baths and I turn, I have turn, I turn on candles. <laughs> Bing! Bing! I do your magic witchery. My- <laughs> candles. Well, when I'm turned on, my candles just turn on. But anyway, so what we're saying is that for me, this is so enriching, even while I'm single. Mm. It's great to hear that this exploration and this relationship now with Golden Eyes is getting probably even deeper into these kinds of conversations and beingness in your sensuality, because it's safer and safer on the days that it is. Um, (laughs) And for me, I'm creating a certain level of it just for myself. Which I think is amazing because when you create it for yourself, you're giving it to yourself and it takes the expectation from everyone else having to create it for you. Right. And then when they give it, great. It's even better. But I would never be upset if a man put like rose petals all over my bed. Oh my God. Allison, (laughs) y'all. Allison Armstrong says the funniest thing, and it's so true. And this is mostly about couples, but she said, if you ever want to get a man into bed, a man into bed. If you ever want to get a woman into bed, make it. Mm. Women feel safe when the environment is clear and clean and beautiful. And I have been trying to convince men of this for a really long time. And it so far has not actually permeated the consciousness of any man I've been with. But it is so true for me. And I feel honored and respected when I walk in the room, even if it's a bare kind of man room with, right. you know, one picture on the wall and, you know, a window. I don't care. If the bed is made and the room is neat, it means there's a level of care that I'm being offered. Yeah, clean sheets. I'm pretty yeah. sure that. <laughs> oh my God, Check. what's that hair here? Uh, 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 nobody choke on that one. <laughs> I mean, not that I want to go back and bring up the open her book too much, but I think there is the, you know, last week we were on the episode talking about all the different archetypes that we as women appreciate when men embody all of those different archetypes. And the part of that that leads into this conversation is when a man is balanced in all of those archetypes, we naturally become sexually aroused and sexually attracted to them. But I don't know if the book said anything about sensuality that much. It really I don't think it spoke about sensuality on purpose. You know, and I think sensuality you have to be careful with because I think men have a lot of sensuality also in many, many realms. And a lot of people who enjoy food a lot, who Mm -hmm. enjoy cooking, and it's because the flavors and the textures just really, really move them. Now, I... I do not enjoy cooking, just for the record, for Me everyone either. to ever know. Maybe it's the 15 years of cooking for kids. That's how I'll feel sexy. You cook me a meal, and oh, then I'm like exactly. spread open. <laughs> it's like you put lights down, invite me over, pour me even just a half glass of wine, because sometimes I'm a lightweight. But And then you've made something for me to eat. It is such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure to be in the space. And you are paying attention to me. Like these are pretty much all the things in that book. You're paying specific attention to me. You've tried. Even if the music isn't perfect for me, you've tried. You've So that every level of my being is being connected. And then, you know, we always talk about the five senses, right? But what about your sixth sense? Like your intuition that this man is really into you, that he's really checking you out, that he really that he really wants to be with you and his intuition of of like mailing it in you know his intuition too of like 
what you would want? Like, has he paid enough attention to you to maybe have some items there that would make you feel good? Or that, items. Items. Well, items, items like meaning like, if, like, yeah, like you love flowers. So if he had rose petals all over the bed, that'd be great. You know me. I, <laughs> when She'd you be like, who, who left the flowers on the bed? Because <laughs> when I come to your house and you have a big thing of flowers, I'm like, oh my God, you don't love me because you know that I'm allergic to those flowers and they make my, you know, head hurt. And so if I- So had, I've started running out of the house with any flowers I have. Right. Can you love me? I and do so me. if I had said that to a man like, hey, these flowers really bother me, these particular flowers really bother me. If he had that flower all over the room, I'd be like, oh, he didn't listen to me. Yeah. It would shut me down because I wouldn't feel like he was listening. Right. And again, you know, all of these responsibilities is so great because it's such a kaleidoscope of how do we each take responsibility for our own. You know, I'm sure men know the reason that women take are late for dates and take so long, and this is another your pet peeves, which I love that it's a pet peeve of yours, is that often they're preparing themselves to be available. Mm -hmm. So it's not like all of the little makeup stuff we do, guys, if you're listening, is not all because we think it actually makes us more beautiful. Partly it's because it makes us feel a certain way to we're attending get dressed. to ourselves. It's like we're getting dressed and we're we're putting ourselves out in the world in a way that says, I love myself. And that's really sexy. Even and to I ourselves. care about you enough that I'm taking the time to, you know, I want you to see that I've put myself together for you. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm taking the time because, you know, I don't know, maybe some of you guys out there, we do appreciate this because a lot of people do, but putting on makeup can be super fun and it's playful. And, you know, the, if you think about getting married and what women do around getting married and all of the all of the girls that have to be around us when we get married right. and everyone has to help with our makeup and our hair and we have to have opinions from 5000 people because it's fun for us. <laughs> it's totally fun for us. Now, Krista might have gone and picked out her wedding dress by herself and that could have just exactly been what happened but it did not happen to me. Well, how did it happen, Krista? Do you know something about my past? That, I do not. Oh. I'm just making that up. I'm like, did you go pick out your wedding dress by yourself? No, my bestie was with me. Okay. We went um, shopping together for it. But you didn't bring all your bridesmaids? I didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was kind of a shotgun type of, um, not shotgun. It was Wait, like, you've had two. Which one are we talking about? Okay, number two. Number two. Number that two. didn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Uh, Let's go with something else. Uh, husband, my second. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, we just escaped off and bought the dress and didn't put a lot of time and energy into it because I was very much a mom masculine of like, let's get this marriage done. Like it literally. Mm -hmm. Were you preggers? Sure was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. well, as opposed to Krista, when. Well, as opposed to my first marriage when I wasn't and there wasn't as much. Um, rush to the occasion, uh, there was a little bit more time taken and all those details and the sensual details, for sure. Yeah. For sure. What I was going to say is that I also, in my second marriage, was pregnant. And um, I took ungodly amount of time <laughs> in the sensual details. Because at that moment, I was feeling so incredibly vulnerable mm -hmm. that I had to let those things come to the surface. And I, a friend of mine made my dress. It was so beautiful. She was a design student in LA. And another friend of mine took me out and got me out of the house. And we had a very simple wedding. Um, but you felt sensual. But I completely you. felt sensual. And I really took care of 
making sure I was available, partly because part of my body was feeling not sensual. I was a little bit sick, a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. pregnant sick. Mm-hmm. And so I really needed to overcompensate. Which is interesting I, that you being in your sensual went to that direction and me being more in my masculine went to the, well, I'll just take any old dress that doesn't make me look fatter than I am at the moment and let's just buy it and get it done. Like, Totally wow. different ways. We should look at which, each other's wedding pictures someday. Oh, mine are so, so ugly. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so bad. I want to Because you did them with an Instamatic camera that day because you were still just getting through the experience? We actually had a photographer. Oh, okay. We had a photographer. I just, just it, like, rained, and I had this, like, massive z- pregnancy zit on my face <laughs> that was, like, so big that one of our friends, like, sent pictures afterward with, like, the zit, mat, like, blown up, like they'd photoshopped <laughs> it. I mean, it was just ridiculous one of your best friends who was trying to make you feel really good on the day of your wedding you know but you were playing it off right so part of you was playing it off like we're gonna get this we're just gonna get this done get her done get her done and so your friends joined that same energy i want to say something about the masculine and sensuality because i want to i don't have any idea about this topic or what that would mean but if we as women love sensuous stuff and we want to open more fully into that with our partners what would the men like what could we provide for the men that they would find sensuous or opening for them that sounds like a great topic (laughs) because you're not a man so you probably won't have this answer but i'm very curious about that because you know, golden eyes definitely oh, has a little thing. bit more of a feminine um, aesthetic, meaning style-wise, um, very metrosexual in a way. Like, like he's also kind of European, which right. which also feeds that. Right? So, likes more of the sensual materials and colors and that type of thing. So, I can see why that side of him would come forward more easily. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is being stere- stereotypical, but then the typical American man, like who's the football loving, whatever, how, where do we have them go with this? Like, that's such an interesting question, because I really don't think it's female or male oriented. I I do think that different people like different kinds of energy. And I, I also think possibly that being so sensual is really vulnerable. Yes. But one of the things I know a couple of my partners, one especially really liked was for me to dance for him. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up in the Middle East, so I have a little belly dancing that I do, and I have a little nice. India dancing that I do. And if I set the mood like that, it it's sort of like, you know what it does? It lengthens the experience of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. It's like he gets to sit there, watch this whole thing, and be tantalized and titillated both. <laughs> What about titillated? Is that where tit came from? I don't know. <laughs> titillated and tantalized by whatever expression is coming through me. Now, I have to generate that in the beginning. So I will have taken care of myself and taken a bath and put beautiful lotion on and all that kind of stuff. It's very vulnerable. It's extreme, especially the first time, Mm -hmm. because you're not sure he's going to love it. You're like, oh, my God, am I really doing this? I did a sexy dance lately. Did you? I sure did. (laughs) But it was, um, you know, when Golden Eyes was away over vacation. Oh, phone sensuality. Yeah, it was a little video. And it was... That was a video, right, and it deal. was so fun to make, and it felt like it bridged it. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, 
so vulnerable vulnerable for me to do and then to send because you're like oh my god what, what if somebody opens what if, up what about if someone else gets i send it to the wrong person you know there's all of that stuff but we since we were working on trying to stay connected while we were away from each other and you can skype you can text you can talk on the phone and yeah. this was just like another level of creating a little bit of magic and a way of making him feel special of like I love you so much. I'm going to go past my comfort zone and send you this video. And it was such a beautiful video and he loved it so much. And I know that it helped. I don't know. It, it just helped you bridge together. It came, helped, you came yes. together in, in the, you know, the thing though, Krista, that I'm noticing as you talk about it is the amount of sensuality that you had to generate in your own body in mm-hmm. order to dance for him. Right. And you generated it with the memory and with the feeling and all of your muscle memory about what it feels like to have him near you. And you use that as what you generated back to him, which is so cool. So we're saying to everyone, like, don't leave this out. This is like the, you know, it's like you can have it in so many ways, like a juicy steak or a delicious glass of wine or a spa day or you know it can be a fleeting it can be like oh my god there's this amazing chocolate and it has lavender and roses on it and is it the one i used to give you yeah it's the one you gave me first see you you know how to pick it up Mm -hmm. and uh i gave it to someone for christmas and she texted me and she's like i've lost track of who gave this to me was it you and i'm like is it the super sexy chocolate with lavender? And she said, yes. And I, I could just feel her pulsing like, right. oh, my God. The thought I'm just having is how vulnerable it is to be sensual. Oh, it is. To and, be seen being sensual. Right. So on both sides. So us dancing for our men, very vulnerable. A man setting the stage for his woman, very vulnerable, because she might walk in and say, what are you doing? I don't, I don't, I'm not in the mood for that, right? So if she were Krista, she might say, did you just drop the damn rose petals on the bed? (laughs) Get those stinky flowers flowers out of your room. But so it's vulnerable to open your heart like that and share that side of yourself with someone else. So it's interesting that the sensual side is the scariest side, and yet it seems like it's the most important part of kind of opening together and creating the magic together. Absolutely. And, you know, what's interesting about it is that even when our bodies, if we, when we, if, (laughs) when we move to the stage of actually starting to touch each other, right? And so it doesn't matter what who you're with or whatever, that's not the point. But the point is, as you begin to touch each other, sometimes the sexiest thing a person can do has nothing to do with your actual, quote-unquote, erogenous zones, right. your breasts, your pussy, your butt. Sometimes <laughs> it's a man putting his hand on a certain part with a way that he has seen you. Right. Like he thinks there's this beautiful part of your body that's the way your face is. And so he touches your face and it just like lights you up because you can feel that that's what his attraction is coming from. And to me, that's when we're all connected to our higher self. Like 
you it's very hard to get into that vulnerable space when we're living down in the ego and the fear and the past hurts or am I worthy enough? Are they going to like me? Is she going to think I'm ridiculous for doing this? Like when we're living in that fear ego place, the magic can't happen. So yeah. we have to open ourselves to our soul, our spirit, our God self in order to invite that magic in, in order to create these experiences that are so juicy and magical and alive. Yeah. And and it really takes knowing ourselves, right? We have to know, like, you know, some of this stuff still feels slightly awkward to you. And I see you exploring it. And so someday, <laughs> someday people, we're going to have a drum circle on the beach with fire. And I hope you're all there because Carista's going to be leading it. In the meantime, I'll lead it. But what's true is you have to know yourself because if you push yourself too far, if you think, oh, gosh, I've read this book that says that, you know, beauty comes from the inside and if I could just harness my inner dancer, but you feel like a jerk when you do it and you can't actually do it with any safety in your body and you don't feel like yourself. It's because you're in your head. Well, but you shouldn't do it. True. That's That's what I'm saying is really respect and honor where you are and then – you know, take classes with women, take a belly dancing class, take a, so we have this thing here in California. I don't know if anybody else does it, but I've been doing it since I got to California for 25 years. And it's a dancing that you do just from the inside of what the beat does to your body. Mm-hmm. And it, it's incredible. I call that hip hop. No, 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 no. It's not hip hop. I know. But I that's know. how we, that's, that's how different how you, we are. You experience, you like yeah. to jump up and down and pound things. <laughs> and my, well, I guess I, yeah, never mind. My experience of this is that it literally arises from inside mm-hmm. me. And I'm sure actually hip hop probably does the same thing. It just arises. And that's how we express ourselves. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. When someone sees us, the best art that there is, is someone being so much themselves that they express that vulnerability out into the world. That's why it's so hard to be an artist. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Because you're giving your heart out into the world. And people are going to go be like, thumbs up, thumbs down. And they're all the people who, guess what, aren't being vulnerable. Right. So it's tricky, but this is where the juice is. Like the artists get to live in the juice. We get to do on this podcast. We're like, oh, my God, what did I say today? <laughs> It's just us. It's humanity. It's women. It's we want to talk to you and we want you guys eventually to come talk to us. We have such a great plan for doing some of these retreats. Apparently, we're going to be doing a sensuality one, Krista. Krista will be doing logistics. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be doing logistics for the sensuality retreat. Um, just, Just an invitation to every human being to be fully alive, fully alive in your contact and connection with the universe. And then plugged into yourself so that you're bridging any kind of separation in your mind so that you get to like, you know, when you're at that kind of party and there's freaking, it used to happen in the 80s and disco places, right? Or was that the 80s or 70s? Anyway, I I was there, but I don't remember. No, but the music was so loud and it was pulsing so loud and that all sorts of things were happening. There was lots of sexuality because the sensuality factor was so high because people were sweating and they were like... Mm-hmm. It gets them out of their mind. And I think that that gets was... Gets us like, out of our minds for yeah, sure. So when you have two people who are maybe stiff... She's out of her mind. Stiff. <laughs> stiff. So like if Hopefully two people aren't having stiff. a lot of sexual energy together and they're... I don't know if they're... One person's closed off or one person's scared. Or one's mad. Yeah. Or it's one's like hurting. that's a really hard... 
place to come in together and really. be sensual. There has to be some of the open her type stuff that happens first, but it's these, it feels like there's these stages in a relationship and that the more you open and open and open, the more pleasure you can have and the more spirit that you're working with here. Yeah. You know, we like to say heaven on earth because that's how we intend to live Mm -hmm. and we do a decent job at it. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what it means is like taking the most enhanced experience of life, which is heaven, right? It's just like everything is firing on all cylinders. It's joy, love, peace, compassion, kindness, connection, all of it. And you bring it right down into your body and you have sex with that, like right. with the other person. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could have it by yourself too. But what I mean is that that's where the, because you cannot be in that place and not be connected. So it just can be the most that's a That's spiritual holy experience. Fuck. It's, it's the holy, holy fuck. fuck. What can yeah. we say? Heaven on earth. So on that note, <laughs> on the perfect note on of the, the holy fuck. On the note of the holy fuck, we love you. We are so grateful for your listening, for your being here with us. It is such an honor and a pleasure to play with you and each <laughs> dun, other. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Spread the love. Spread the love. Do you want the opportunity to see the gals of Holy Fuck in person? If so, go to holyfuckpodcast.com and join our mailing list so you can find out when and where these goddesses will be transforming lives next. And yes, I know, I'm talking about myself in third person. Open your browser, type in holyfuckpodcast.com, click on mailing list, and give us your most trusty email. Not that bogus one you give to Walmart. So sign up now. Not tomorrow. Now. Now, now, now. Thank you.